my son always said, I'm not a philosopher, I'm not a philosopher, because of course I am, and you don't want to be like your mother. Mm. But he is. <laughs> Last night, he, I saw that he had posted a question on his social media page, and it was perhaps poor timing, but he was troubled by the idea of prayer, and how on earth can we be praying to the same God who could have prevented the whole thing from happening in the first place if God does indeed have that kind of power? Well, this is a legitimate question. In fact, it's the question, the same question, the very same question that's been asked for hundreds and hundreds of years by theologians no less in stature than Aquinas and all the Augustines and all of those who ponder these sorts of troubling issues. It's called the problem of evil, basically. It doesn't diminish the strength of our love and our commitment to continue praying. And I, I think that I, I may have succeeded in sharing um, a perspective that makes sense out of it, that conveys its power in a way that isn't absurd at all. Because you see, everything switches when you move from an external God to an internal one. And I remember when I was a kid, I was attracted to all things spiritual and religious. And I liked praying. My grandma taught me how to pray. And then when I was in my 20s, I moved away from it because philosophers do. And then I came back but from a totally, totally different angle and point of view. Because you see, when you switch from an external notion of the divine to an internal one, it's not absurd at all. In fact, the power is outstanding. It's unbelievable how powerful prayer can be. And now the power of prayer as a kind of super intention is undisputed. I mean, we can get all scientific, but I, I think in this group I don't need to because I'm preaching to the converted. We know about those uh, research tests done by Dr. Bird in San Francisco where he had nearly 400 heart disease patients and they were all prayed for. But they didn't know they were being prayed for because if they had known they were being prayed for, well, that would have complicated things because then if they had benefited, well, we can attribute it to psychosomatic benefit. So to avoid that complication, we didn't tell the patients that they were being prayed for and in an overwhelming number of these patients, the ones that were prayed for, did not need any further medication. And all of the complications had come to a stop. They, their condition started to improve on its own in a kind of miraculous way. And there was nothing else to attribute it to because they took lifestyle into consideration. It must have been the prayer and these big-shut, mucky-muck researchers were totally befuddled. How, how can this be? We're supposed to publish this in our scientific journals that prayer brought relief and healing to these heart disease patients in a way that medicine couldn't? And of course, we know about the Petri dishes with the yeast. In three-fourths of the cases, those who were sending their healing intentions to the Petri dishes were able to stop totally curtail the growth of yeast. They repeated the test, oh, dozens of times with the same results. They did it with distance of up to 16 miles. And those who were praying 
for the cessation of the growth of yeast. Weren't any, they weren't monks, they weren't priests, no one special. They were told to direct their focused energy on these Petri dishes, and they succeeded every single time in stopping the growth. They repeated it with E. coli bacteria, same thing. Well, they don't want this on the news because that diminishes our faith in science. Science doesn't have the answers. They can't explain this. We can only scratch our heads. Where we weren't supposed to question religion at one time, now we're not supposed to question science. And they don't have the answers. But you see, when we switch our notion of the divine to the inside, we're no longer troubled by this logical inconsistency. Because what I'm doing, me, all of us, is I'm turning on and tuning into my own inner light, my own bright light. And when I tune in to that bright light, now I'm tuning in to my power of magnetism, which shifts the way I perceive reality. It, in a sense, grows like a magical growth, a transceiver, an antenna that receives and projects and starts to create a shift in the field around me. Magnify this by tons of people praying at the same time, it might sound woo-woo and 1960s goofy, but imagine the power if I can turn on that power within myself and create a shift in my magnetic field to the point where the external world has to conform by the power of like. That's how it works in the subtle realms. It's like attracts like, not in the gross material form where opposites attract, but we're talking about the etheric field where like has to attract like. It's inevitable. The universe has to conform with that projection that you are emitting. And so when I pray, I'm turning on that super intention, and I'm creating that magical shift in my energetic field such that the world has to conform or else drop away. Now that doesn't mean that people who aren't tuned in don't have the right and the freedom of will to inflict harm on others. Unfortunately, they are free to inflict harm on others. But that makes it all the more imperative that we, as beings of light, work harder to keep that light shining bright. And that makes it all the more necessary that we stop and we say, my God, am I grateful for this technology that awakens within us, this higher power, because I'm awakening no less than my power as a creator myself. I'm not looking out there like, oh, please change your mind about the bad thing that's about to happen, fellow out there. Oh, no, 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 no. It's in here. The creator is in here. And that is power indeed. And we have the tools to awaken within us the power to shine that light, to tune in to that divine within. And so the Kriya, I have two little mini Kriyas that will do that. This is a little bowing Kriya that Yogi Bhajan taught in 1972 that includes a visualization of the bright light equivalent to 30 billion suns that we hold in place at our third eye. We'll do a walking prayer and then we'll do a Kriya to tune us in to that divine within.